0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 5th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. And Jesus said to the disciples, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn also the other. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his son. Rise on the evil and on the good, and send rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you have love for those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Do your parents have any rules? Yeah. Are they good rules? By and large, sometimes they're hard and we don't quite get them, right? Do you guys have any rules that you don't quite get? Yes. No. Well, that's good. Anybody have a rule that they don't quite get? Yes. It's hard to think. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one of the things that my parents had that's a lot like a rule. It's a lot like a rule that I didn't quite like growing up. Growing up, I uh, lived on a farm, and in the backyard, it was a field, uh, kind of a row crop farm, and so there was a lot of heavy machinery that would go back and forth, kind of across the backyard in the field, and all that kind of good stuff. And my parents, being good and wise, didn't want myself and my brothers running into it. So they built a fence. It was kind of a wire, white wire fence around the backyard. And I hated that fence. Cause right on the other side of it was a ton of green grass. And you know how when you're throwing a baseball or if you're running around with your friends or if you're playing tag, you want all the space that you can possibly get? Well, there was a fence there. And so I had just a little bit of space and a sandbox and a metal swing set. That eventually we broke. <laughs> so not a whole lot of stuff to play with. Just on the other side of the fence was just everything that I wanted. That was my parents' rule. It was a fence. You have to stay inside the fence when dad's out working, so you don't get run over by stuff. That makes sense, right? Like stay inside the, cars, the fence. Like cars, you, you could get flat yeah, like same same thing cars or trucks or tractors or combines or anything else. Um, That's why you look both ways. Exactly. And it helped us, right? When we were old enough to go outside the fence and even when we were still older again, they took the fence down, we knew to watch out for cars and trucks and vans and tractors and combines and big wagons and all that kind of good stuff. I didn't like the rule. But the rule was for my good. God has rules like that too. When God says, when Jesus says, love your enemies, love those people who you don't get along with, okay, we'll get there. Thank you. When God says, love your enemies and love those who you're not getting along with, is that easy? Do you like doing that? It's hard. But is it for your good? Um. To practice love just towards people who are nice to you and just towards people that you like, that's easy. To practice love, to work your heart towards those who you don't like, that's good. That's good for you. So, Whenever you hear something like that in Scripture, whenever you hear something like that in the Bible, where God is telling us to do something that's hard, that's difficult, I want you to think of it like the backyard fence, okay? Like the rules that your parents make. They're good, even if they're hard. Does that make sense? Yes. He, there was like this fence and you could unlock it and then go out, uh, and there was some steps down there. Um, Sebastian couldn't go down the. Yeah. Just like he couldn't go out sometimes in his way that was with him, but not really. Yeah. There's a fence there for a reason, right? Yes. congratulations happy birthday we should have saying happy birthday to you too You have a birthday
1: too I yes
0: pastor can you address you have to eat everything on your plate even though it was brussels sprouts I didn't like mashed potatoes like that was, they were the worst it took me forever to eat potatoes <laughs> I say that again we should get to that one day but that's a good point that's a good point even the stuff you don't like to do especially the stuff you don't like to do I know but I like Brussels sprouts so there you go alright we'll cover that one day but I think we should pray I think we should pray I think we should pray I'm happy to talk to you after the service I think should. can everybody look at my nose Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for birthdays and birthday parties. And we're super happy and super excited that those happen today. We give you thanks for rules. Even rules that are really hard. Because you give them to us for our good. We ask that when we're having a really hard time doing what we should. From our dinner plates to loving our enemies. That you would help us. That you would give us strength and courage and faith and good stomachs. And at the end of it all, you continue to be our God and to love us too. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. I don't know about you, but for me, after I went through the sermon twice last week, I felt bumped and battered and bruised and roughed up. Because it was hard. It was hard to hear lessons about making promises and sticking to them, about letting what passes through your lips be true, about what happens in your heart and regulating that, and about Jesus' insistence be perfect in these things. As I went through the week, I kept asking myself why there wasn't a prominent gospel there. Why there wasn't a prominent sense of good news there. Why there wasn't something joyful there there is good news in these things it's good for us to practice these things they are our fences when you give your children when you give those around you boundaries and rules and regulations it's not because you love to be in the midst of litigation all day Because it's good. Because you show love by providing for them safe places in this world to be. These are ways that if you follow them, you will have good life for now. And you do that to the best of your ability. Nothing is perfect and no rule is perfect. However, the gospel is that you for your children and God for us, seeks perfection in these things. And where last week we had a set of rules and regulations that touched kind of the most common parts of our experience, the things that we have for today seem even more difficult, if not absolutely crazy to consider. to not resist an evildoer. To not resist an evildoer. To turn the second cheek, to go the second mile. To pray and love, to pray for and love your enemies. I don't know about you, but for some reason this seems foreign, and when I do reflection on it, I think for me... The reason that it seems foreign is that I'm not comfortable imagining myself as one who has enemies. I don't like that idea. I would rather do the good Sunday school work that I was taught and try to get along with folks so much as it depends on you. Get along with your brothers and sisters. But this text requires us to recognize that part of our existence. This text requires us to recognize enemies. I remember the first time in my life that I found myself engaged with someone who I found eventually to be just completely anathema to who I was trying to be in this world. Now this is silly and frivolous, but it is still enemy. One summer in college, I worked for a moving company. And we're going to call this person Hank. His name is not Hank. Hank was kind of a hard-nosed mover. Hank worked about 14 hours a day, and that's not hyperbole. I just counted on a regular basis. Hank ate one meal a day, and it was breakfast. Hank constantly hit every job as hard as he could. Hank did not take breaks. Hank did not drink water. Hank was just not what I wanted to be. Because I realize that there's points in this life where you are called to work yourself to the bone. However, I don't think a summer job is one of those. <laughs> but I did it as often as I possibly could, but more than that, Hank was mean. Hank would do something wrong and then in front of the customer blame it on the new guy, even though I didn't touch it. Hank would forget things and then yell at me in the cab that had no air conditioning for it. Hank constantly tried to get me to fight. And I knew I wasn't supposed to. But one day in Minneapolis, after not sleeping and not eating and not drinking water enough, I had enough. And so in some person's living room that I don't remember anymore, Hank and I had it out. And I know, I know that that's not what my parents taught me. I know, I know that that's not what my Sunday school teachers taught me. I know that I was in the wrong. But man, it can't push me forever. Hank was surprised at how loud I was but he didn't back down. So eventually when we got home, I told my supervisor, I told my parents, and I told folks that were around, they agreed with me. Yeah, yeah, you should eat more than once a day. Yes, actually, you should not be working 14 hours every day not taking breaks. Drink water, that's a good idea. They agreed with me. But, when I stood in front of the text that kept coming to mind, This text. I knew that I wasn't perfect. Now there's bigger crosses to bear in this world than not eating. And there's bigger crosses to bear in this world than not drinking water and working. And not sleeping. And not resting. There's bigger things. I realized that. But it wasn't until that moment that I realized that people could actually stand against me. And that is actually important to recognize when that happens. In order for us not to resist evildoers, in order for us to turn the other cheek, in order for us to go the second mile, in order for us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, we have to recognize... And we have to admit when there are enemies. Are there enemies? Are there people who stand contrary to you? Are there people who work constantly against you? These could be people who sit beside you in the unconditioned cab of a truck that you absolutely hate. I did not like that job, by the way. It wasn't the lifting, it was the people. Is it the people who are far off and yet act entirely differently than you would act? Are there enemies? This text has us in a pinch because our enemies will push us and gall us and dig at us in the best days and they will try to kill us in the worst our enemies are against us so this text demands the question is it possible to seek perfection to live for righteousness to be a part of God's kingdom come and God's will be done and also love your enemies Is it possible to do what Christ is actually saying and at the same time be and work on behalf of good? Yeah, it is. That's the good news for us. Is that instead of one or the other, Instead of the binary that the world will constantly tell us is there, either stick up for yourself and be strong or deny yourself and be weak, instead of that binary, there is another option. And Christ shows us that throughout Christ's life. There is the option to be There is the option to exist on behalf of justice without being the strong man. There is the option to be for righteousness and not produce hate. There's the option to be peaceful and not promote violence. And I know that these don't make sense. I know that the peaceful (coughs) do not win. So the world tells us I know that those who love are not always treated with respect. But this is where God works. If you take if you could take your hymnals out and turn to hymn 721. This should be, if I'm remembering right, goodness is stronger than evil. Good. This, in a nutshell, is the absolutely foolishness and absurdity of the cross. It's the absolute foolishness and absurdity of the cross. Goodness is stronger than evil, and love is stronger than hate. Light is stronger than darkness, and life is stronger than death. And we know all four of those to be false by the way of the world. But however, we see the power in Christ's life. Christ changed the world, not by being stronger than it, but by being born in the least likely places in the middle of a manger because the world would not welcome Christ into a home. Christ lived and breathed grace and faith for a world that wanted to bind it to the law. Christ gave life to those who sought to destroy it. And Christ rose. And Christ continues to work in those ways. The good news is in that place. I have to ask you to do something. In this place, in this safe place, I have to ask you, to bring to mind your enemies. I have to ask you. To bring to mind those who you would rather hate. I have to ask you. To bring to mind those who would rather. Not mention in your prayers. but Those who work constantly against you. Those who you would rather speak ill of. Hold those whether it's a person, or a group of people, or a situation. The gospel is that God will not leave this how it is. That God does not hear the prayers of God's people and forever ignore them. That God does not hear the cries of the people and never draw near that God is in the process and in the midst of making happen love in the midst of that hatred, peace in the midst of that violence, light in the midst of that darkness. The good news of Christ is that no matter where we're looking, whether it's beside us in the cab, whether it's on our Facebook pages, whether it's in the news today, that we will not forever see this God works in the foolish places in the places where there shouldn't be God goodness is stronger than evil and love is stronger than hate light is stronger than darkness and life is stronger than death May God grant us at our best of times love for our enemies. May God grant us grace and we can't muster that up. For while we were still enemies, Christ died for us. For his sake, God forgives us all our sins. Thanks be to God. Amen.